Hi, we're the Fantasy Football Fanatics. My name is Duncan, and this week I'm joined by Matt in London and Ben in LA. Uh, welcome, guys. It's been it's been a fair time since we've had three of us together, and we've been pretty inconsistent with the pods recently as well. So apologies for that, but we're we're back on form. We've got it's a three man pod, and we've got lots to talk about. We've got three wild cards to reveal. We've all played our wild cards in the last two weeks. We've got a double game week next week. We've got a blank game week after that. It's all happening. Um, so let's kick off with Ben's football moment. Ben, what have you got for us? Yeah, my football moment just finished watching Spurs versus Man U, and it was a, a really good game to watch. I think it had everything. Um, there was a disallowed uh, goal where Son kind of went down uh, pretty soft, and that caused a lot of controversy. Um, and then <laughs> immediately after that goal was disallowed, Son scored. Um, but then Manu had a really good second half. Um, Fred, of all people, equalized. And then uh, Cavani and Greenwood um, wrapped up the win. The most entertaining part, I don't know if you guys are following, is all the post-match stuff. Um, so Oli Gunnar Solskjaer said, he said this actually in the first Spurs game when Lamella went down really easily. Um, when Son went down really easily, he was like, oh, if my son did that, you know, I wouldn't give him any dinner. And then apparently <laughs> uh, Jose in his post-match heard about this and went, was furious. He was like, oh, I'm glad Son's father is a better person than Ollie. You have to feed your kids dinner, even if they... <laughs> so Going like, off on a massive tangent there. <laughs> yeah, so it's all blowing up now uh, over this comment. So it's pretty hilarious. Um, and I just like it when we, when I see Jose a bit rattled, you know, because he, he made us Man U fans suffer quite a bit with his terrible South football. And now I'm glad he's inflicting it on someone else. I think he also likes to do this thing where he creates a storm that's not about his team's performance or his managerial uh, incapacity. It's, it's about him and Solskjaer. It's about Solskjaer's child not being fed and stuff like that. He's kind of trying to distract us and it's working and it's entertaining but uh we shouldn't it shouldn't be taken away from the fact that man united yeah they didn't thrash them but they definitely beat them pretty badly yeah and some good revenge for for the first game of the season also a little bit fpl related i didn't know who to captain this week because i didn't have salah and i was dead set on captaining a spurs player just to curse them uh, and it worked. I captain Kane and he did nothing. <laughs> and you were celebrating at the end. Yes. Brilliant. <laughs> blank um, captain, blank captain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. For my football moment, I think I've got to mention Leeds and how awesome they are this season. Like the best team to watch, I think, for me as a neutral by far. Um, they got a draw in the first game against Man City. This is away at the Etihad and down to 10 men for a lot of the game and they come away with a 2-1 win. And it's that hero, Stuart Dallas, the out-of-position midfielder, defender. Uh, yeah, and the best thing about it is that everyone, <laughs> pretty much everyone who has him, benched him. So I don't have to worry about the fact that I've transferred him out on my wild card. I can just enjoy the fact that Leeds beat Man City and uh, he looked awesome with both his finishes, just so cool and collected. Um, but yeah, 
Yeah, Leeds. I mean, it's going to be a shame next season because they're all going to be priced a lot higher, aren't they? Well, what do you think Dallas's price is going to be? Is he going to be six? Is that too high? Well, he's, like... he's the top scoring defender in the game. And I read that he's only a couple points behind when Lundstrom had his insane season. So, wow. yeah, I think at least six. And is he going to be a midfielder or is he yeah, going to be yeah. a defender? That's what I was going to say. They might do a lunchtime on him and put him midfield and then he becomes completely unpickable. <laughs> uh, you'd hope he just make, they just make him expensive rather than they move him into midfield because, yeah, then he's just gone from the game, isn't he? Yeah. How about your football moment, Matt? Well, I mean, you guys have picked those games, but um, I actually am going to pick the, the most important game of the, the whole weekend, so the one that had the most riding on it. Uh, so I had the, the pleasure of watching Burnley-Newcastle um, earlier today, uh, which was, uh, with uh, Champions League places look mostly sewn up, I guess, other than the West Ham-Chelsea fight. Um, and then, so the relegation battle between Fulham and Newcastle was the one to look out for. And um, Newcastle appeared to basically save themselves with this game. And they, I was watching it because I am um, partly as a Vidra owner as well, so I enjoyed Vidra's early goal. Um, and Burnley were just doing the Burnley thing, um, being very solid. Uh, and then you thought Bruce is on for a sacking, it's all falling apart. And then FPL hero, San Maximum comes on. Ten minutes later, bish bash bosh, he's won the game for them. Um, yeah, two bits of quality, one really, really good goal. Um, and yeah, Newcastle now stay up. And um, honestly, like, uh, watching those that brief clip of San Maximum come back, back to form, you're thinking, oh... Maybe for the run-in. Do oh, think God. The maximum? No, Matt. Nice, nice <laughs> bit of a maverick move there. <laughs> out Gary Gary. <laughs> <laughs> that would definitely out Gary Gary. So do you think that's it? Do you think Newcastle are safe now? So, well, they've got six points cushion on Fulham and Fulham have lost four in a row. So I think that this is probably the, the crucial game that maybe maybe, maybe tips it that, uh, Fulham heads drop a bit and, and Newcastle feel like they're almost home and dry. Nice, yeah. And uh, thank you for bringing us the highlights of that game because obviously I did not watch that. I think you're one of the few who possibly did, <laughs> apart from the actual fans of those teams. Um, shall we re- reveal our wild cards then? Um, ben, do you want to go first? Because you, you played yours last week, right? Yeah, I I'm, I think I made a mistake and played it one week early. Uh, I can't quite remember the reasoning of why I did it one week early. I think it may have had to do with Obama Yang was in my team and I just, just couldn't deal with it. <laughs> I had to get him out. Um, so my wildcard team, when I played it, um, I had top, double Chelsea defence. Uh, which is looking like a bit of an error two weeks in. But I had uh, Mendy and Rudiger. Um, I had Luke Shaw because, you know, I think Manu has a pretty decent run in and I think Luke has a lot of assist potential. I kept Diaz just um, as my one Man City player. Um, And then I had Tierney, who promptly got himself injured for Arsenal's amazing run in. Uh, And then I had Mitchell just as... You know, a non-playing, really cheap player. So that was kind of my defense. And then in midfield, I have uh, Jota, um, who sadly, his two goals against Arsenal was sat on my bench two weeks ago. But I'm pretty happy with that pick. Uh, I've decided to keep Bruno. Um, I kept Son. 
Um, I kept Rafinha for that one week, um, and he got an assist. And then Mason Mount, um, I chose as my fifth midfielder. Uh, I know it's not a lot of people have gone gone with him, but he seems pretty integral to Chelsea's plan. So, and Chelsea have a pretty good um, run in. So he he got six points two weeks ago and got six points again. So I'm pretty I'm pretty happy with uh, Mount. And then obviously I had Kane up front, uh, Bamford, Calvert Lewin, because Bamford Calvert Lewin had good fixtures um, two weeks ago, um, but that didn't really pan out. Um, and then I had Forster as my backup goalie. And then this this game week, I realized I had made a mistake by <laughs> going one week too early. So there were some emergent players that I felt I really needed to get in. Tierney to Trent was a pretty easy one. Just because Tierney got injured, um, Trent looked like he was you know, getting back to form and had something to prove, getting dropped by England. Um, so got his 11 points this week, which was pretty fortunate. And then I was always planning to get rid of Rafinha after his good fixture um, and went with Lingard, who again, he seems to score. He's got 12 points three game weeks in a row. It's incredible. I think uh, his bonus points are yet to come in this week. Oh, so yeah. I think it's actually like 14, maybe. Like literally every time he shoots, he scores. So. Um, I don't think he's too much of a differential anymore. Um, so yeah, I think I've managed to limit the damage of going one week too early. Um, the only one I'm probably going to get rid of is Calvert-Lewin, who uh, plays Brighton tomorrow, tomorrow, but then has a tough run. So he'll probably go with Iheanacho. Um The one big thing that people probably even realize my wildcard is don't really, I don't have Salah, which is a little bit of a concern. And the thinking behind that was, you know, the Champions League uh, congestion, you know, tough fixtures against Real Madrid. So, um, and I was planning to swap Son to Salah when Son gets his blank. But it definitely is a risk because, uh, you know, Salah plays Leeds next and that could be quite painful for me. But I think um, I've kind of maintained my rank around. 16,000. So, yeah, the wild card has not really gained me any places, but hasn't really lost me any either. I think the crucial thing is is your transfers this week taking a hit to bring in Trent and Lingard for pretty hefty double-digit hauls for each of them. I think that's that saved your bacon a bit. Yeah, saved my bacon. Um, I was I was going to captain Mount this week but thought thought it'd be better to curse the Tottenham players so um I did that instead <laughs> and it worked and it worked <laughs> um I do think I think your Mason Mount pick is fairly inspired having watched them against Crystal Palace this week he just looked at the heart of everything that was happening for Chelsea positively and he he really has kind of stepped it up from the start of the season so I think he's a really good pick and like you say not one that a lot of people around you will be going for and none of us in in our, in our little competitive pod league have gone for either. So, yeah, he's a good one. Calvert-Lewin and Bamford, I find really strange that you've got them in there. I thought Calvert-Lewin was maybe in there because of a double game week coming up, but I don't really understand Bamford with his his fixtures like Liverpool, 
Um, Man United, Brighton, Tottenham, Burnley. It doesn't look brilliant for him. Yeah, I think um, Bamford, I'm probably going to sit on the bench until the end of the season when he gets his uh, Burnley, Southampton, West Brom run. Because the way my team is set up, I can play 3-5-2. So, yeah, I think that's kind of how I've set it up um, versus, like, maximizing in in a certain area. Because I've noticed that with the Champions League, like this week, for example, Diaz just straight up didn't play. Um, And I assume Jota also is at risk of having that as well. So I, I've gone for like trying to get two strong uh, bench players, but yeah, like I think once once I get Ian Nacho for Calvert Lewin, I'm okay having Bamford on the bench. I think, especially if I can play three five two. Yeah, it sounds like a decent player to have and good fixtures to the end of the season. So that makes sense. Yeah, I, or- I mean, I preferred him over someone like Vidra. What do you reckon to his his wild card, Matt? Were you licking your lips when you saw it? Um, So I I was, in some ways, I was pleased when he played it the week before because I felt like a lot of our teams were quite well set up without taking a wild card for that last game week. Um, And I think we sort of matched Ben's points when he was in his wild card. So I thought I'd sort of survived the Ben wild card a bit, but. um, I think he's now basically got complete parity of us, even though we've just played our wild cards with those that four point hits put him put him back on course. And yeah, I mean, he, I, hasn't, he, he hasn't got Vidra, Matt. I think you're he, safe there. <laughs> well, <laughs> Vidra is like the uh, yeah the hipster's choice of the moment, isn't he? He was like quite heavily in a lot of wild cards this week. Um, he's he's my my pick, uh, and he's come come home with a goal straight away. So that's quite good. But uh, I think more seriously, he's probably my. I guess the Bamford S bench fodder for most of the running, um, but it worked for this week. Do you want to take us through the rest of your wildcard team? Yeah, sure. So uh, not wholly dissimilar from Ben's, I and mean, I guess that's sensible given we're only a game week apart and playing playing our wildcards. But uh, we're double Chelsea at the back uh, again. Didn't particularly come off. I went Mendy Christensen because um, I wasn't sure of the Rudiger. Uh, like training ground bust-ups, whether he was going to get a bit of a drop-in for a while. Uh, and then Christensen didn't play. So uh, in some ways, that was actually good news for me because they would have been two points. Um, I've gone Alexander-Arnold, who's done really well. I kept Lingard because uh, he just seems completely fixture-proof on, on fire. I, I did go for the, the power treble of Liverpool. So I went Salah, Jota and Alexander-Arnold. Uh, so... Yeah, much like Ben saying, just I'm just sort of gambling partly that Salah's chasing the golden boot, and so we'll be trying to score as many as possible every game week. Uh, Josh obviously didn't come in this week, but but Salavi, I kept Fernandez partly because of the amount of value I have tied up in him, and I just also thought he's another one of those sort of semi fixture proof type players that just keep him and he'll keep ticking over. Uh, he says with the two points on the back of this week. Uh, and then up front, yeah, gonna got quite sort of a FPL trendy, I guess, with keeping Kane. I think most people are doing that. Ian Acho is quite a nice one. Uh, I think Leicester on good form, and Ian Acho seems really coming into it, and he's quite cheap. And obviously the brace today was was lovely. Uh, and then Vidra, who is a, 
a bit of a punt for this week with Newcastle. Uh, he's on a bit of form, so yeah, that, that came in quite nicely, and that, that's quite nice. And so I've got Kane and Son for next the next week's double, uh, and then I fill out my bench with uh, Mitchell as well, just because he's the cheapest available, and Lindelof as my cheap uh, Manu playing defender, uh, even though I don't necessarily intend to play him that much, because Manu always have a knack of conceding goals. I don't really understand the, the Man United um, thing that you... You've gone for Lindelof and he's going to sit on your bench, fair enough. Ben's gone for Shaw and he's, attacking-wise, has been really good stats-wise as well. But then fixtures, they've got Leeds away, Liverpool at home, Villa, Leicester coming up in the next five games. That seems pretty tough for a defence, don't you think? Um, yeah, well, I think between now and the end of the season, there's a few where you think, ah, there's because this is, I'm thinking long-term as well, They've got they've got Fulham coming up. Wolves don't score many. Uh, Burnley, yeah, never. What team that doesn't score many? So I think there's definitely clean sheet opportunities there. Uh, I might have been swayed slightly by his lovely through ball in midweek uh, against Granada. Uh, so I was thinking, all right, that's a clean sheet and an assist if uh, if that was a Seattle game. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's done it once, so he'll yeah. definitely do that again. He's found his range. Yeah. <laughs> nice. What do you think, Ben? Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty template wild card. <laughs> I think yours is similar, right, Duncan? So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think uh, a bit jealous of um, the Salah one because I think if I had my wild card back, I think Salah would have definitely been in mind. But it's, uh, yeah, I think it's a, a good team. I mean, it should be set up pretty well for the end of the season. The the issue at the moment, I guess, Matt, is Christensen, who's injured and didn't feature. Um, and he's quite cheap. So can you go from him to maybe Rudiger or someone else? Well, this is what we're probably coming on to, aren't we? So I think the, the question mark for me now is, do I go somewhere like Cody and Wolves? Because uh, mm-hmm. they, they got themselves a clean sheet. They do have that lovely run of games. And we went double Chelsea because we thought they keep keeping clean sheets. And now it's two on the bounce where they haven't. Um, so I might I might swap out from che- from doubling up on Chelsea. Um, like Ben said, mine is is fairly similar, so I'll take you through it. But a lot of similarities with Matt. I brought in Trent. I've got Rudiger, um, Jota, and Salah. So the attacking Liverpool will kind of triple up. Um, Lingard as well. Ian Acho. So those have all come in and made me feel like it was the right time to play the wild card. I tried to build my wildcard, essentially. I was planning on saving it based on Gary's advice a couple of weeks ago when we did a pod together. He was saying, you know, there's no reason to just jump straight in like uh, all of the pundits, uh, fancy football pundits are saying that you should for 31. And I had my bench boost in my back pocket. So I was kind of thinking that's my ace in the hole. That's my way of catching Ben, who was 50 odd points ahead of me. I'd save it for a big double game weekend, 35 hoping that they'd move the fixtures at the end of the season so that every team gets a home game with the fans back in the stadium. Um, and then I could play it the week before, bench boost into that and get, you know, 160 points or whatever, like can sometimes rarely happen with those double game weeks. But I think Ben playing it early made me feel like I had an opportunity to use it earlier. And as you both know, <laughs> I'm not a man who sits on my chips very well. 
um i can't i don't have a huge amount of patience when it comes to playing them i just like to use them when i can um, and don't think too much about the long term so i tried to bring in players that ben didn't have and probably couldn't get to too easily that were differentials to him maybe not differentials to everyone else in the league because my aim isn't so much overall rank it's just to catch ben basically and keep the pod trophy um <laughs> on my mantelpiece so Salah was uh, a must-have Trent was because Ben didn't have him at the time although he brought him in this week um, I brought in Alonso um, it was just kind of as a one game week punt he was so attacking um, in that game against uh, West Brom although they lost it um, lost five goals but he was he had so many chances in the box and looked so threatening and I thought if he gets played against Palace their their stats on goal were awful um from the look of the match from what i saw of it um the first half in particular palace offered nothing in attack so alonso could have really filled his boots if he played he didn't he'll probably go for me this week um it was just a one game week thing but um worth the gamble i think if he'd played saka is the other one just because he's cheap arsenal have good fixtures and um, this week, probably a mistake playing him over Son, who's first on my bench. Um, I've got Rob Holding in there, who will come off my bench for Alonso. I've got Leno in goal rather than Mendy, just because of the Arsenal fixtures. I know Arsenal defensively are pretty pretty scary to have a double up in your team. I don't really plan to play Holding most weeks, but Leno's going to be there the whole time. He was just the keeper with the best fixtures and I couldn't afford Patricio who also has really decent fixtures. I went Jamie Vardy, Annie and Acho up front because um, yeah, same again. I just couldn't pick any strikers and Vardy and Ian Acho have the best fixtures. Um, it, well, in the short term anyway, and that's where I wanted to make my gains before Ben can start to, turn into the Borg and assimilate our teams and <laughs> block us. So it was the double up for Leicester with Kane and Vardy, I have to say, in the game that I watched him uh, this week against West Ham looked awful. Um, he really looked like the player that I thought he was going to be last season and probably the season before that. I just thought, you know, his pace is going to fail and that's going to be the end of him. And that finally looks to have kind of happened. He couldn't go past anyone in that game, any of the less any of the West Ham defenders. He just couldn't couldn't turn them and get past them. There was no space in behind and he didn't really sniff out any chances apart from that. Ian Acho just looked so bright, creative and clever. Um so I, I kind of have to hope against hope that something happens and the fixtures swing it for Vardy. Hopefully the return of Mallison and Maybe Barnes or Perez or something like that would create more chances for him, but just just need some penalties, right? That's why exactly, yeah. This it genuinely, yeah, I do need some penalties from him, and he he made a good fist of diving a lot. But, um, <laughs> no one was buying it this time. I think it's a, a bit of an old routine. Apart from that, I had to go a bit bigger on my bench than you guys um, because of my bench boost. So I've got four string goals. I mean, I couldn't refuse a four million keeper who's playing at the moment. And then I've got Masuaku Sun as well. So, um, yeah, not too much flexibility, which is a bit worrying. But, um, yeah, maybe bench boost next week whilst I don't have any injuries and it's all kind of set up for it. I think I've got quite decent fixtures for a bench boost or I could save it for 
game week 35 when there's rumours of a big double game week. Um, and that would mean I could play all those players that won't have a double, like Liverpool and Spurs and West Ham, who I have a lot of players from. Um, so, yeah, maybe worth keeping for that, maximising my score in that. Um, yeah, there you go. What do you think, guys? The, the guy I'm surprised about the most in your team is um, Saka. Mm. Um, and just, yeah, you went big on Arsenal. I know you're an Arsenal fan, but um, you've usually avoided them because you're an Arsenal fan. Yeah, I I like the fact that he has something to play for. I don't think he's a guaranteed to get into the England squad. Um, great fixtures, especially for a player who's only 5.2 million. So probably I'm not going to be playing him most weeks. He's He's a decent first sub to come on, but he also has been our best player this season um, by a fair distance. He's, his form has tailed off a bit recently, but I, I think, yeah, he's a quality player. If we've got, you know, Fulham at home, Newcastle away, West Brom at home coming up, those are great fixtures. Um, and like you said, with rotation with Champions League, there's every chance that Salah or Jota don't play and he comes off the bench. Um, yeah, I just think he's a really good option and so cheap. Um, and our best player. <laughs> so, um, but I do agree. It will now ruin my experience of watching Arsenal even more now <laughs> that I've got a triple up on Arsenal because I used to watch Arsenal and we'd lose and I'd feel shit and, you know, whatever. That'll be sad. But now <laughs> we'll lose. <laughs> I'll feel shit and also my fancy team will be awful. Um, so that, It just reminds me of last week when I watched Arsenal-Liverpool. I was... It was so bad from Arsenal. Mm, I was, I know, I was so angry, and I wasn't even an Arsenal fan. I'm just like, the thing is with so Arsenal terrible. this se- this season with Arsenal, it happened early in the season when we had a good little run of fixtures. Suddenly, we started picking up a run of clean sheets. Rod Rob Holding was a really decent pick for a little while. Uh, Saka was coming in with double digit returns. As soon as the fixtures turned, nothing happening. And we're just one of those teams. We're a, we're a mid-table-ish kind of team. When we have the good fixtures, you know, it's good. Our players are cheap. Um, we can do well. It's the same as kind of Wolves like now. The fixtures are turning. They might pick up some clean sheets, but when yeah. the fixtures are bad, you just avoid those kind of middle middle ranking assets. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I just want to, you know, Duncan, Willian is, is subbed on for Saka. So that's great. Oh. Oh, brilliant! So, is that after sixty minutes or before sixty? Yeah, sixty. You got you got sixty minutes. You got three points. Ah, oh, well, hey, three points. Clean sheet in the bag. So only four off Son, who's first on the bench. I'll I'll take that. He beat my Fernandez, I guess, didn't he this week? So yeah, yeah. that's my big that's my big gamble. I've not got a Fernandez. I think you both have, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's my big gamble. So no Fernandez. Hopefully Bruno can take me to the title. That would be amazing. Yeah, it's it's first Bruno versus Salah for me at the moment. Yeah, um, or Vardy versus Bruno, which is the penalty king duking it out with each other. <laughs> um, so there we go. Sadly, not as differential to Ben as I'd hoped, but um, <laughs> maybe Arthur Masawaku, Saka, and Rob Holding can. <laughs> can win the title for me with a, an aging Jamie Vardy following along behind them. We'll have to see. Um, so our first topic has got to be the double game week, game week 32 coming up for Spurs. Um, what do you think to this one, Matt? Um, I'm guessing you've got your triple captain 
Ben has his trouble captaining. I'm assuming you're both playing them on Kane next week. Um, I mean, so that's that's my start of the week Sunday night thinking is yes, I'm going to play the triple captain on Kane, um, but I'll just see how I feel maybe later on in the week because there will be a couple of doubles later on, um, and just just how bad are Spurs at the moment? They seem to be slightly imploding. Um, and there's also the question mark of Son scored today, Kane didn't, so do I go Son instead? Um, Obviously, every goal he gets, or even a clean sheet bonus, there's an extra points for the midfielder. So uh, that that's one thing I'll be chewing over on the captaincy front. I mean, the other thing really is, uh, do you triple up on Spurs? Is my my question mark. Um, and I think I'm leaning towards not, simply because I don't like any of the other assets. But I don't know what you guys think about the merits of a triple up on Spurs. I think it kind of depends how many. Man City players, Southampton players, Fulham players you have in your squad as well because you've got to think about the blank following it. Um, yeah. Talk, because... talk, you, should, you should go with uh, Gareth Bale again. It <laughs> out really well the first time. It was another good reason to wildcard, to get him out of my team. Um, yeah. No, I, I, think I'll, I think I'll probably triple up on Spurs just because I've, I don't have any City. I only have two Spurs at the moment, so... For me, it makes sense. But if you've got uh, Diaz, you've got you know Lookman or someone Ariola or something like that, then maybe not. What about you, Ben? No, I'm not going to triple up because um, I do still have Diaz. And then, are you really going to bench all three Spurs players the following week? Yeah, there's a lot of surgery. I think that potentially messes up your team also because of all the european competitions too like you probably still want a decent bench heading into 33 as well so i just think there's too much surgery required so i'm just going to stick with kane and son um triple caps and kane is seems like a very sensible textbook move the only thing that worries me is they're imploding jose is just being terrible manager, <laughs> so I, I have no confidence in them uh, whatsoever. Um, that's the only thing that scares me a little bit. And plus, we don't really know what doubles um, are coming up later. I think I'll still probably play it just because it's the safe uh, move to do. But um, it would have been an easier decision if they were showing any kind of form. Um, what do you think about the fixtures? Everton away, Southampton at home. I mean, they're not brilliant, but they're not awful, right? Yeah. I don't think Everton are actually that good. So I can see them conceding. Uh, Southampton have improved quite a bit, um, but I still think are pretty leaky. So I can see Kane getting, you know, a goal in each, which you would take for a triple captain. Like, if he can get... Oh, double digits between the two games, then I think you take it. And I feel like he can. Yeah, he definitely can in any game. Um, even more than that with the assists potential as well. And the fact that you games. don't have him, like if he bangs a hat-trick against Southampton, it's, it's current. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Especially with all those triple captaincies left. Um, safety, safety, safety. Yeah, well, Ben is Ben is in the lead, so he that's fair enough. Um what what about my bench boost? Would you bench boost with these players on your bench uh, next week? So assuming I have the triple up for Spurs, 
um, on my bench, I would have Masuaku away to Newcastle, Rob Holding at home to Fulham, Saka at home to Fulham, and Forster hoping he plays away to Tottenham. What do you think that, of that as a bench boost? That's quite a good bench boost, actually. Yeah. I think that's a good bench boost. And I also, I think I hate the bench boost chip because mm. it means you ha- you can't have a Mitchell on your bench or a non-playing goalkeeper. Or whatever that's that true. So, so get rid of it early. Just get it done and dusted and you don't have to wait to game week 38 and have like four playing bench, bench fodder. Mm. I have memories of last season when I had it till like game week 36 or something like that. And I think that sealed the title for me. Once I got a decent decent bench boost, I don't think Ben was going to catch me after that. I mean, bench but, boost, it's, it's ruined me earlier this season when I was like trying to maintain with my Christmas wildcard for weeks on end, waiting for the doubles with a, a really strong bench. And I'd always mm, pick the wrong players each week. Um, yeah. So my bench was always outscoring my first team, which is always a real kick in the teeth. And then... And then the fixtures all swung anyway, and my bench boost was a horrible wreck anyway. That got me about seven points. So uh, I was very glad to be done with it, to be honest. And um, yeah, I, I can imagine if you've now you've wildcard and you've got a playing bench, you, it's it's a decent enough fixtures that you can just sort of get rid of it. There's, I, I think that's really good advice, and I think I should probably take it. But there's also the thing in the back of my head where if it goes wrong, then there's no hope. <laughs> if I leave it until maybe game week 35, there's still a glimmer of hope that there'll be some kind of massive swing at that point and I'll catch Ben. But if it all goes tits up next week, blame it on Arsenal. That'll be, yeah. that'll be painful. You've got the all-in game week 38 and then minus 12 hit uh, to give yourself <laughs> yeah. a fighting chance of the different differentials yeah. at Central. Yeah. Um, so that kind of... So the game week, the double game week in 32 chat kind of rolls into the blanks in 33. So who, which teams are blanking in 33, Ben? Uh, Man City are blanking. Uh, the big one is Tottenham are blanking because a lot of people will have double game week players. Southampton blanking, I don't think should affect too many people, apart from maybe Fraser Forster. And then Fulham blanking. There may be some people who still have Lockman Ariola. Yeah. And is it affecting your planning much or are you not really thinking about it? So I had planned ahead where this was the week I did Son to Salah for his Newcastle at home. And I will still do that. I will probably keep Kane. Um because they have Sheffield United leads afterwards. And, yeah, I think that was all I was planning to do. Um, maybe Gary... move on Maybe move on Diaz, but not sure. Does Gary have his wild card left? He does. Yeah. Uh, okay. I see this is when he will wild card. Yeah, it's really he's got to, right? Because I'm just looking at his team. He's, he's got three Man City, two Spurs, two Fulham, uh, and a Southampton player, like he, he'd have six players. I think he could field. I think uh, that that was my plan uh, after chatting to Gary a couple of weeks ago on the pod. That I was going to wild card in thirty three. 
like build up as many players as I wanted for 32. Like I would keep De Bruyne. I, I would have had three Spurs. I would have had Lookman on the bench and, um, and yeah, 33, I would have wildcarded and I would hopefully have known what teams were going to double in potentially 35 by that point. So I'd build my team around that. But um it was just all a bit too unknown. And as you know, like I said before, no patience. So, yeah, I went early. Yeah, one one thing we we didn't talk about in our wild cards is I think all of us made the right shout of not keeping too many City attackers. Because I think some people gambled, right, on like keeping a De Bruyne, keeping a Sterling. I think Gary might have actually captained Sterling. I think because people were really afraid of this Leeds fixture. Uh, but I think we got, I think we made the right call where, you know, tough Champions League game against Dortmund and then Pep literally just <laughs> rotated his entire team. So it, it was yeah. so close for me. I was, I was so desperate to find differentials that you wouldn't have been that my very close to final wildcard team had De Bruyne and Jesus oh. in it. And I was considering, oh. Oh. considering captain Jesus and, and I had Diaz in there as well. So I was kind of, tripled up at one point and then they slowly fell away as I looked I think the predicted lineups in the team news on fancy football scout really kind of swayed me you slowly realized you were a template player (laughs) (laughs) yeah so he was drawn to the template I also like Diaz was in my team until the last moment and I was like seriously Ben has him each week he's gonna get six points he he might get rested at certain points and I could have Alonso and that's so much more fun. I mean, both of them didn't play, so who cares? But um, yeah, I think Jesus, he played and you'd think starting up front against Leeds, playing at home would have been decent, but I'm so glad I dodged that bullet. Very close thing. Yeah. The only Man City asset I had in some of my fixtures was Mahrez. Um, But yeah, again, didn't didn't come up at all because I just thought he might play he might be the rotated one that doesn't play the Champions League versus the uh, the Premier League, but uh, and he was on great form. But yeah, it, it it hasn't really come off for the, those guys just yet. He says yet because of course they could like absolutely smash and grab next week, couldn't they against anyone? Yeah. I think I think looking at it now, I think Ben has this league locked down from here until the end of the season. Like, who are the players that you can get that Ben? Isn't going to be getting in. He's going to be Why getting in. Why are you going to curse me? There's <laughs> clearly a way. I think if Salah scores a hat trick into Leeds, then that's yeah. good. That's pretty good, yeah. <laughs> but then uh, you're talking about getting Salah in, uh, and you're talking about bringing in Nacho in. Like you're bringing in all the the trendy players, as Matt likes to call them. I mean, we're going to have to start thinking about Wolves' defence. Do you think? Do you think we should be bringing in some Wolves defenders, Matt? Um, yeah, so I mentioned this earlier. Like, I, I wonder if now the the Chelsea have had, well, they've got their Champions League run, so they're quite rotation heavy, um, and they they haven't kept their clean sheets like they've been promising us that they were going to keep us. Uh, so even though they've got fairly decent fixtures, I am tempted to jump ship with my Christensen um, defender uh, to someone like Connor Cody um, just for those. They've got was it is it Sheffield United, Burnley, West Brom, even Brighton also looks quite 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 tasty. Like 
Fulham, it's like Wolves are a really boring team that very low scoring, quite defensive. The sort of team that you think they'd probably put them, all, put them away in the same way they put Fulham away uh, with a 1 0. They could 1 0 all those games. And so I'm, I'm definitely, out of my transfers, I'm less thinking about Spurs. I'm more thinking about do I want to get Connor Cody into my team or, or even someone like a Patricio if I wanted to swap Mendy out instead. Um, so that's. They're the guys I'm thinking of. I'm thinking definitely defenders. Uh, I briefly considered Neto in my wild card uh, before looking at his past form. And even though he's their best player, he just seems to get like an assist every four or five games, which which yeah. isn't enough for a midfield slot. So I, I just can't justify that. I kind of agree. I think the defence for Wolves, if you're going to go there, is the place to go. And if you're going to go there, go soon. Like you say, the fixtures in the next four are beautiful. But where would you go with... With Cody, maybe Roman Saiz. Um, I mean, I think I'd be avoiding Semedo because he's he's offered nothing attacking wise all season, right? Um, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, so Cody was my one partly because of budget. Uh, so he's he's basically the same price as Christensen, and Saiz is just point one more. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, he's got less points in the season, and they know he's maybe better from corners. But I've heard talk. Isn't is Cody up? attacking corners more these days apparently uh, yeah yeah apparently. so there's always that one and he's got he's got to play for an england place um so maybe he'll be trying hard uh don't know if, he, <laughs> don't know if he can try highly harder or, or that yeah uh if that can really improve his chances of scoring but maybe he'll be hanging around in the area just for a couple of seconds longer who knows yeah. i think he's the obvious one although um who played last week did kilman play because he's the other ob- like lovely attractive. I don't one. think I don't think Kilman has played for a fair old while now, not since uh game week 24, 23. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, sadly there's no cheap options really for the Wolves defense anymore. It's all 4.8 and up really. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So I don't think there's an awful lot to choose from. Uh I think the only other one I was as I was talking about was Patricio got 9 points against Fulham, so that's that, that's quite that, that would have been lovely to have had in my team because I I did consider it briefly um, and you always look about hindsight of why, why did I think Mendy was a good pick and you realize it was because Chelsea like, mean, Palace had teams. one shot on goal the entire game <laughs> I, know. Yeah. I know yeah, know. yeah. And, it, and they never look like threatening at all I think it's really unlucky yeah. really unlucky for the Chelsea defence but their fixtures do kind of turn like they've got a couple in the next three that look good but after that not so much so I can see why Matt's thinking it. Are you are you shaking? Are you are you worrying and trying to throw us off the scent, Ben? Are you terrified about our Wolves' defensive differentials? <laughs> no. I mean, they <laughs> do have good fixtures, and I think they'll pick up points. Um, but you know, I think they're they're a bunch of defenders who I think will pick up. You know, I think they're they're a lot of good options in defense. I think. Yeah, it's harder harder to pick the attackers at the moment, really. Yeah, it's harder, to, especially the strikers. Yeah, the, the strikers are so hard. That's why I've got two from Leicester. Yeah. Um, should we have a look at the listeners' league? So, see how people are getting on there. Yeah, do you, I, I, I fed up. Do you want me to go for it? Yeah, go for it, Ben. So top five: um, Stenhouse United and FPL Nordic, Morten Longbow. Uh, both wildcarded this week, and I think it's a two-horse race, the podcast league, because um, I think they have like a fifty-point gap on third. 
Um, both had massive weeks, 76, 77 points respectively. Both wild-carded. Uh, both wild-carded. Uh, Doug Inger Stenhow had Patricio, nine points. Um, so he was clearly thinking Wolves differential. Trent, Son, Lingard, Salah captain, Ian Nacho. So um, really good score. Martin Leongbo, Connor Cody. So I think it looks like the top managers have thought through this Wolves thing. Um, it also has Leno, who probably will pick up a clean sheet at Sheffield United. Salah captain, Lingard, Ian Nacho, Chris Wood on assist. Um, so those are our top two. I think they'll probably battle it out for the Fanatics uh, trophy. Uh, third, we have uh, formerly VC John Dodwell. He wildcarded this week, uh, 52 points. Uh, I think Jota captain probably let him down a little bit. Um, but pretty decent team. Had Trent Lingardi and Nacho as well. Uh, fourth is me hanging on, barely. And then <laughs> Eric Toft is in fifth, who also wildcarded. Um, and also it's Connor Cody. So there oh, you go. Oh, he has Ian Nacho on the bench with 13 Oof. points. Oof. Uh, and Diaz, no chance of coming on. Yeah, Crestwall comes in for Diaz. Ooh, and he went, he went Neto. He went Neto. Neto over Ian Nacho. That's, that's a big call. Um, and then I was looking. So top scorers this week um, was Morten Leongbo, uh, Dagging and Senhal. Matt, I think you're fourth top scorer this week so far, 75 points. So I think Gary might be a little bit worried. Um, yeah. I was looking at low scorers and, you know, like there's a 10-pointer. But then there's a 15-pointer from Andy Scott. Oh, no. <laughs> Is that Andy as in Andy on the pod? <laughs> Andy Scott. on the pod. Oh, my God. I can't tell if he's given up, but um, he made no changes this week. Uh, Captain De Bruyne, which maybe he hasn't given up because that... Wait, Dallas is going to come off his bench. His third sub is coming off his bench, right? Uh, let's see. Christensen didn't play. Odegaard oh, did... didn't play. <laughs> De Bruyne <laughs> didn't play. Okay, he's, he's gone away with one. He's, he's gone, gone away with that. Oh, <laughs> shocking. That is sickening. <laughs> <laughs> Dallas, last on his bench. Uh, Can point. I... Can I give a shout out to my brother, Ali, who's a fourth top scorer, just pips Matt to fourth place at the moment with top scorers with 70 points on his wild card as well. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Should have, should have done what he did with his wild card. Damn him. Um, who, who did he go for? That's, uh, he, he went for Roman Saiz. Um, that was his, his kind of difference to me. I think that's where he's got his extra points in there. His, his bench is Ollie Burke, Ben Johnson and Davis. I don't even know which Davis. That's how probably lowly owned this Davis is. It's just called Davis <laughs> and he's got a white shirt. So who knows? Yeah, it's not Aston Villa Davis. So. No, it's not. Ooh, I don't know that? which Davis <laughs> it is. I'm looking it up. It's Leaf Davis. Right. <laughs> <laughs> who does he play for? He plays for uh, Leeds. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Getting him in for the good fixtures at the end of the season, potentially. Um, it won't surprise you to hear he's 3.8 million <laughs> that makes so much sense um, nice one thanks for that Ben and yeah we'll have to keep an eye on that race at the top um, and see who comes out as the ultimate champion of the Fantasy Football Fanatics Podcast League um, 
so I think that's pretty much the pod. Um, unless you guys have anything else, then I will say thank you for your insight, Matt. Cheers, Dan. And uh, good luck with your uh, Spurs triple. Well, it's not just the Spurs triple that I'm hoping for luck. It's the 85th minute in the Arsenal game. I've got my eye on it. And I have Rob holding with some bonus points at the moment. So the listeners will know if that stays till the end. There's been a lot of last-minute winners this weekend. So we will see. Last-minute goals. Even better, Ryan Bruce. Bruce just to get his first goal. Oh, (laughs) God. Thank you for your insight, Ben. You're welcome. I, I won't lie. I am feeling a bit of the pressure i feel like i've made some mistakes um and i always finish second so we'll see how the the end of the (laughs) season will go well it's going to make it uh interesting and good fun to watch we are approaching approaching our 100th episode i think is this is our 94th so we're hoping we can get our 100th in before the end of the season maybe the last episode of the season as ben is pipped um to second place by me potentially um but yeah Thank you, guys, and I will speak to you soon.